Good afternoon, patriots. Welcome to Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today I will have a wrap-up on my campaign for a school board, some local artwork controversy, and the Biden administration's continued assault on our children. Next, on Living with Liberty. My campaign for school board is over. It ended in defeat. I was not one of the top two uh, vote getters. I just missed out on a board seat by a couple of hundred votes. Definitely disappointing for sure. Yet I'm at peace with it. I ran the campaign I wanted. We got our message out there. We just ended up short. No matter how much work you put into these things, sometimes that happens. I want to thank you all for the support, the encouragement you've given me. It is such a huge lift knowing that you have the support of so many when you're taking on an endeavor like this. It's not likely I'll run again. Part of the reason being the time commitment to do it right is huge and was a huge sacrifice for my family. I view this as my one shot to try and make an impact in this way by getting on the school board and and trying to steer our schools from from uh, you know a direction of of um, you could call it authority, I guess. Another piece of why I probably won't run again is I didn't have time to do the show regularly. I enjoy getting to speak to you all, and now I'll have plenty of time to get back to doing the show and to doing my blogging. At any rate, I'm I'm starting on the formulation of a plan B. How do we encourage our kids? How do we educate them in the ways of, of our country, in the Constitution? How do we give them the, the power and the know-how to question what they're being taught in schools? The, the, the schools are one of those things that you have to, to, to change from the inside. And one of the ways is getting on a, school, on a school board where you can make a difference in that way. Another way is, now how do we get the kids, how do we get the kids to understand what their rights, their responsibilities, and the power of the Constitution? How do we get them to understand that? And then use that to question what they're taught in school when it doesn't line up. So now that's that's plan B here is how how do we do that? How do we arm our kids with that knowledge? Or um you know, so that's the question I want to answer, I guess. And as you know, as those plans come together and as details come into focus and we start moving on some things, I'll let you all in on what it's about, what's going on and and what you can do in your communities to to help make a difference in that way. You know, it's that that's the great thing. There's multiple ways to go about this. Uh, obviously, the most direct way is to have an experienced adult on the school board that has, uh, you know, partnerships formed with other me- board members to, to 
push some of these things through that are good for the schools, good for our kids' education, good for our country. That's the most direct way. You know, we, we'll have to go about it uh, maybe a little bit indirectly now, but, you know, we'll figure that out and we'll move ahead with it because it's just too important. It's Our kids are too important to not try and do something. Okay. So we have a little controversy here in town cropped up just before election. Um, and it's fired, um, really fired by the media, uh, getting people fired up here. And it's media on the right. And media on the right can be just as irresponsible as the media on the left. We need to be discerning about whether a story is designed to elicit an emotional response or to provide us with the needed context and facts around a story. We have to be able to look at a story, hear a story, put our feelings aside for a moment, and and determine, are the facts here or aren't they here? Is this just something that's being thrown out there because it's a hot-button issue of the day? And it's out there to elicit an emotional response or are there facts there that we need to dig into and do something about. Now, one of these things and kind of the case in point here, something that I think we need to remember because it's been such a hot topic on the, the right for a long time since the school shutdowns uh, and the virtual learning. But it's important that we remember that not everything in our schools is there because of the CRT boogeyman. Not everything in our schools can be attributed to the CRT boogeyman, nor is it even contextually CRT. Additionally, we need to hold the media on the right accountable when they put out stories that are factually inaccurate and are designed to elicit that hair trigger response and get people upset. We need to exhibit some common sense here and find out backstories before we go off posting on social media or reporting through legacy media a story that is related to a hot button issue. And this is, you know, in relation, focus right now is on those media personalities that go out and do this. No, we're all guilty of doing this. Absolutely. We're all human after all. We uh, Emotions get the better of us sometimes. And we'll, we, we think we know the facts and we post it out there and we don't have all the facts. There's more that comes out later. It happens to all of us. It, it, we're never going to be perfect in that respect. However, when something is so factually inera- inaccurate, we have a duty to correct it. Whether it be issuing a retraction, taking down a post, or writing a correction. Now you might be asking yourself, why am I rambling on about being careful about media stories and posts and blog posts by media uh, personalities? Well, it's it's because, as I mentioned, we had an uproar over over a a. Um, drawing that was hanging in one of our schools and it was picked up by a local radio host who's got a pretty large audience he posted it on his blog and i believe i from what i heard i did not listen to the show it's at least on the blog but i believe it was uh, a segment on his radio show as well 
about a piece of art that was hanging in our middle school. Now, the piece of art is a drawing of Abraham Lincoln with devil horns and his hair colored orange, uh, somewhat orange anyway. In the bottom left corner is the American flag. In the bottom right corner, it says Abe. Now, our district had an open house uh, last weekend, and I can only assume that it was there that someone took a picture of the drawing and sent it to said radio host. The picture had been hanging in the school, I assume, for three years. We Our middle school is uh, just open this year, so we I'm assuming it was hanging in the old middle school for the two years prior to that. So it's likely this isn't the first time someone from the community would have laid eyes on it. I assume there it would have been seen during some other open houses. You know, you have the, the open house at the beginning of every school year. I would assume someone from the community would have seen it then. Well, uh, in this day and age of everyone trying to play gotcha or wanting to be the first to break the next big story of CRT infiltrating our schools. This made its way to a blog post and an on-air segment without ever being verified for the backstory. Now, here's the blog post by the uh, by the radio personality. It says, uh, Karcher Middle School in Burlington features a prominent picture of President Abraham Lincoln with devil horns in a classroom, a source revealed to the Dan O'Donnell Show. I'll stop right here. I get on... Uh, outlets like the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost for doing the same exact crap. Unnamed sources. If this is such a big deal, put your name on it. This isn't some top secret clandestine operation where we need to keep our intelligence assets secret. This is some source brought this to the Dan O'Donnell show. Put your name on it. If you're, if this is such a big deal for you, put your name on it. This kind of anonymous source garbage is BS. If you're willing to stand up because this, this picture, this, um, uh, this, this drawing ruffled your feathers that much. Put your name on as the source that revealed this to the, to the Dan O'Donnell show. Anyway, onward. Again, it goes both ways. The blog post conti- uh, continues. The massive picture, which appears to have been drawn by a student, hangs between two windows on prominent display. It features a hand-drawn portrait of the 16th president with horns jutting from his forehead and an American flag next to the caption, Abe. Lincoln, who pushed for passage of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, was the driving force behind the abolition of slavery in the United States, has been the target of ire on the progressive left in recent years because he supposedly was not sufficiently pro-black. Students at the University of Wisconsin-Madison unsuccessfully pushed to remove a statue of Lincoln from their campus. The teaching of critical race theory concepts has been a controversial topic in Burlington for the past two years, with supporters becoming so unruly during a school board meeting in November of 2020 that the meeting had to be shut down. Here is the key piece to all of this. This last line is the key piece and what I take the most issue with here. 
Karcher Middle School has not yet returned a call seeking comment on the picture. How irresponsible can one be in reporting this? The school hadn't returned a call for comment, so why would you put this out there? Like I said, the facts weren't even right. It, it, they said Dan O'Donnell put on here, it appears to have been drawn by a student. It wasn't. We'll get into that in a minute. The school hadn't returned a call for comment. We have an anonymous source that put this out there. Now, this, we can debate the merits of the, the appropriateness of this picture hanging in the school all day. That's not the point here. The point is we have a media that is so much on a witch hunt that they're rushing to judgment on something and admitting that they had not heard the full story when they reached out to the school because the school hadn't called back yet. Irresponsible reporting. I've gotten on it many times on this show. Make sure you have your facts right. There's stuff that I've at least for sure had to pull back from that I've posted and said I had this wrong. There's things that I haven't even touched on this show because I wasn't 100% sure of the factual accuracy. And if, if it gets pointed out, I certainly will come on and say I was wrong and correct it. The school hadn't returned call for comment. The school had the, the backstory of this. But we're going to put it out there anyway and cause an uproar. Now, given all the controversy surrounding schools, wouldn't it be reasonable to think that there is a good reason that this particular work of art was still hanging on display? Wouldn't you think, okay, this is Abe Lincoln with devil horns and, and orangish hair, especially in my town here where we've had some, some chaos the last few years over stuff like this and others. Uh, equity, things like that, but someone would be thinking about this. I guarantee you, if there wasn't a backstory here to this that was appropriate, it wouldn't have been hanging there. Just knowing from talking to our district administrators and some of the teachers, everybody is sensitive to this stuff. Again, this isn't, this isn't, I'm not trying to turn this into a, a referendum on the piece itself. We could take a look at that, bring it up and have a panel discussion on it and get people's thoughts on it. That That is a whole separate thing. This is on the irresponsibility of media not having the facts and going ahead with a story anyway. Instead of gathering all the facts here, people are in such an emotional witch hunt for any hint of ideological propaganda that judgment is rushed. We make assumptions. Media makes assumptions, not we. Media makes assumptions on this stuff. Verdicts are rendered before any facts are revealed or even sought out by the person for themselves. The most disappointing part of all of this 
is it came from a conservative radio host, one that I had respect for, that I thought was very careful with their fact-finding that presented the truth, well-researched, now is all of a sudden running out, running a story out there without gathering all the facts behind it on what the the context around this this drawing was. It 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 just blows my mind, and and it's it, it's things we've we've gone over before. This radio host blasted our governor after the Jacob Blake incident for sending out an incendiary tweet and admitting in that tweet that we didn't have all the facts, but sent it out anyway, inflaming the situation more. Now he's doing the same thing. Now you might be saying, okay, Ryan, this drawing actually does sound like it's something that's disrespectful and, and again, that's not the point though. I'm not, I'm not necessarily disagreeable on that point. As time has gone on, my opinion is evolving on it a a bit. Again, we, we, we certainly could have a panel discussion about that. But not the merits of the drawing that I want to focus. Let me give you the actual backstory to this piece of art that was created for our school system. It was an assembly for the middle and high school about three years ago. I, you know, I've already read one long statement. I typically don't like to read entire statements, but um, again, I'm going to read this one from the school district because it, it provides the proper context around this piece in which to to think about it and and lays out the facts that weren't given to begin with from the radio host, from Dan O'Donnell. So the our school district had this to say uh, in their statement and their rebuttal uh, in their provi- providing context around what this piece of art was. said this. On Saturday, April 2nd, the Burlington Area School District hosted an open house for the public to tour 10 district buildings. It was a celebratory event that provided an opportunity for the district to thank the community for its support and showcase our beautiful schools and student work. I attended it. There were a lot of great things about the buildings and seeing the kids work. It was fantastic. That's what this should have been, a celebration of and pride within our district and the work that our students do, et cetera. It was supposed to be kind of that celebratory event. The statement continues. Many staff members volunteered their time to talk to community members and answer their questions. From the goodwill generated on Saturday, it is disappointing that on Monday, the talk is about a photo of a piece of artwork inside a Karcher Middle School classroom. To our knowledge, no one asked the staff available about the piece or the context. Instead, the photo was shared with a news outlet. And then, as I said, said news outlet ran with it without doing their homework. The fault here, in my mind, is with that news outlet. They know better. They know better. They should be taking that and saying, is there a story here or not? Context is uh, the statement from the school district goes on and context is important here. In September 2018, the students advocated, the students advocated, 
to bring in speaker Eric Samuel Tim. Now, Tim is a Christian artist. Again, you can dig into him, think what you want. I'm not here to debate the merits of his ideology and what you'll see when you dig into him, if you choose to do so. He's, he's brought in was a Christian as a Christian artist. It says this going on in the statement from the school, Tim, through live art performance and speaking, shares messages focused on character development. On April 24th, 2019, both Burlington High School and Karcher Middle School hosted the assembly Power of Words. During the assembly, Tim completed two art pieces. He drew the piece in black and white, then flipped the piece over so students could see an image they recognize, which was Abraham Lincoln. Tim then asked students about their school colors and mascot to personalize the piece. Burlington High School and Karcher Middle School claimed the demon's mascot and colors orange and black, hence the coloring and the horns. Tim says words can be like keys to unlock doors or like weapons to destroy lives. The Burlington Area School District encourages positive messages that help nurture the character of its students to become productive citizens within the community. Cool. Great. Right? Oh, sounds good. Now, again, the merits and appropriateness of the drawing aside, the fact that our school's mascot is the demons, put that aside. Media has got to be better about getting the facts before reporting on something, period. My first big issue is the rushing this story out before having the facts. Now, this uh, this assembly was well-received by the students. They're the ones that drove for it. There's many parents out there that said their students enjoyed this assembly. That's the backstory here. We we can, like I said, media are rushing this out because they want to play gotcha with the school systems. The school systems aren't always the bad guy here. Is there a lot going wrong in our schools? Yes, that's why I ran for school board. But they're not always the bad guy. There's bigger fish to fry sometimes. And one of those fish here should have been Dan O'Donnell and his his team waiting till the the middle school or our district reached out to them with the actual backstory of this this drawing before they went running around uh, and reporting on it. Now is that something the parents should have taken up and had w- with a district and and brought forth at the um, at an upcoming meeting during our public comment time? Yeah, I think so. I th- I think absolutely that would have been a more appropriate. Maybe not even that. I take that back. Maybe they should have started with administration and the and and um, you know a teacher or someone familiar with what that piece represented before running to the media who takes it, blows it out of proportion, and and draws unnecessary criticism and attention to our town. As I mentioned, Dan O'Donnell did the same thing he blasted our governor for when the Jacob Blake incident happened. Evers, our governor, sent out an inflammatory tweet before having all the facts surrounding that incident 
that day with Jacob Blake in Kenosha. Dan O'Donnell does the same thing here. We need to be better than that. We need to demand better than that from our our media folks. We should expect better. Again, perfection isn't going to happen. Everybody's going to mess up. But when a story is wrong, when the facts come out, the the story, the original story needs to be corrected, whether it need whether it's uh, being retracted, whether it means being updated, whether it means writing a correction, whatever. It needs to be updated. Mistakes will happen in reporting. It's reporters are human too, after all. But when there's something as overtly incorrect as this, when there's something that is so off, it needs to be corrected. And it needs and it needs to be publicly done so. And I checked this out. I checked out the blog. There still hasn't been a correction issued yet by Dan O'Donnell now that the whole story is out. We're just going to leave it out there in cyberspace. And people are going to uh, just go and, and look and say, whoa, well, that's horrible. And potentially have the, you know, a perpetual uh, never ending cycle of people being mad about this. It's irresponsible reporting, plain and simple, and we we need to be sure that we are holding the media accountable as well. Okay, next topic. The Alphabet Group is really mad at Disney. First, it was because they, they Disney, were too slow in responding to Florida passing a bill that protects kindergartners through third graders from being sexualized in school. Now they are mad at Disney for expanding Disney Plus into countries that criminalize homosexuality. Disney posted this on their Twitter in relation to Florida HB 1557, which is the aforementioned bill protecting our students, our kids, from uh, debauchery, basically. Here's what Disney posted on their Twitter account. Florida's HB 1557, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, they keep perpetuating this lie, anyway, on uh, onward with the rest of the tweet, should never have passed and should never have been signed into law. Our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts. We are dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of LGBTQ plus members of the Disney family, as well as the LGBTQ plus community in Florida and across the country. End tweet. So like all of these woke companies, Disney is only an activist when it's convenient for them. It's easy when you're in a country like the United States with wokeitarians running the place right now. When you think you can find an activist judge that'll reverse some legislation that was passed and signed into law that has nothing to do with stripping anybody's rights and has everything to do with protecting our kids, which, oh, by the way, 
are Disney's core demographic. So think about that one. Disney wants your kids, our kids, as young as kindergarten, to be indoctrinated and sexualized. But only when it's convenient for them. When there's money to be made and shareholders that are demanding ever greater returns on their investments, a company is going to do what companies do and expand into new markets. So not only is Disney full of crap, they're also hypocrites. Now, the professional protester class doesn't seem to understand that this is how it works. In order for businesses to grow, in order for them to keep paying your salary as an employee and even give you bonuses and raises, companies need to find new ways of growing revenue that does not always include a price increase. Quite honestly, a price increase um, will get margins back to where they had eroded because of inflation, but that's a whole other economic story. You, you can't. The, the professional pro, uh, professional protester class doesn't understand basic economics. And, and growing a business means going into new markets. And it means going into markets with a different cultural understanding than our own. When a, con a company goes into a country that is not a Western culture, there are different standards that they have to live by. Now, to be clear here, I don't necessarily agree with Disney going into uh, countries. I don't agree with any company that's going into countries that criminalize homosexuality or oppress their people. I don't agree with that. But I've said many times on this show, companies that are serious about what they espouse. They're serious about human rights. They're serious about equality for all. Then they need to exit markets like China and these Middle Eastern countries that criminalize homosexuality. I don't agree with it. I think it's a lifestyle and a choice. I believe in what the Bible says and honestly what nature is. Humans are the only animal, if you will, on the planet. If you want to call us an animal, we're mammals, I guess. We're the only ones that have homosexual relationships. So that tells me right there it's a choice, because if we want to go back to science, the science says that that's not natural. Bible said he created male and female. He didn't create male and male or female and female. He created male and female. So if if these companies are that serious about what they espouse, they need to exit these markets like China, like these Middle Eastern countries, until basic human rights are recognized. But the sad reality is corporations put profits over people. Maybe some of it is they foolishly think they can enter these markets and have some sort of influence over the culture and make a change that way. 
That's the optimistic view, I think. Maybe it's a fact that they don't really care about what the professional protesters on their payroll or on social media or outside their buildings think. They just see an untapped market with dollars that could be theirs and they go and fill the the void or they go and enter that market. Either way, you think about the function of a corporation and it's to provide a return on its shareholders' investment. It's not to kowtow to professional protester class. It's not to push an agenda. It's to maximize their shareholders' investment in the company. The board of directors' jobs depend on this, as does the CEO who serves at their pleasure. Their function, their their sole uh, jobs, let's call it, depends on maximizing the shareholder investment. The board and the executives of a company have a fiduciary duty to the shareholders of that company to be good stewards of their money and grow their money. If they don't do the things that grow the business and make money and increase investor wealth, investors pull their money out of the company and it dies. That's how this works. Maybe the alphabet group should take a moment to think about a couple of things. One, how their overt activism and programming at Disney their overt activism in wanting our kids to be groomed. They need to think about how that will harm a company long-term as the sane and rational people cancel their Disney Plus subscriptions and deny their children trips to Disney's overpriced fantasy funlands. And second, they need to think about how they actually get paid and receive raises every year. It's not by pissing off your core constituency. I look at the situation like this. It is the perfect case study for why companies should remain neutral. Now, Disney just looks like a giant hypocritical jackass. They basically have said, we're only going to support the alphabet group when it's convenient for us. We're only going to stand by our statements when it's easy. When we want to enter a new market, we will kowtow to that culture no matter what, because dollars are bigger than people. Again, I don't necessarily agree with that all the time. I think there are some things, morally wrong things, where you have to take a stand, like exiting a country that doesn't respect, exiting a market that doesn't respect basic human rights. Certainly when you have a moral issue like that, you need to to stand up as a company and say, we are going to put this principle, just if it's just the one, the, the one principle that everybody uh, on this planet is equal and everybody has the right to f- life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I guess you can make the argument now the way our country's going, the corporations should be exiting our country as well now at this point uh, with just the utter disrespect our own 
elected officials and government bureaucrats have for people's God-given rights. I get the dilemma here. It's not easy. But this is a case then of why you stay neutral. Don't say anything. If if you're going to, as a company, enter a market that's controversial, that doesn't respect basic human rights, then you probably shouldn't be out there saying, we fully support this, this legislation needs to go, and we're going to support the courts or take it to court or whatever to get it thrown out, all the while entering a market where they literally will throw gay people off the top of a building to their death. Like I said, Disney looks like a giant hypocritical jackass at this point. There's a reason that I, I, I said no more Disney years ago, a few years ago, three, I don't remember two, three, four years ago. Now been done with them for quite a while because of crap like this. Because they're nothing more than driving an agenda at this point. And here's another thing. I guarantee you that come June, because Disney's a hypocrite, like all the other companies that we made fun of last year in June, I guarantee you that come June, Disney will be rainbowizing their corporate logos in the Western countries and doing nothing of the sort in the places where homosexuality is frowned upon at best. (laughs) It's frowned upon at best, where it's a a cultural taboo at best, where you might get ridiculed and shunned, but they're not throwing you off a building for it. These companies, if they're really, really believe all this, they need to be all in on their support for the woke flavor of the day, or they just need to remain neutral. My opinion is that remaining neutral is going to be better for the long, uh, the bottom line long term. Companies can still support their employees and their causes without being part of the overall toxic political landscape and trying to push an agenda. Plenty of companies support their employees of, of all different creeds, colors, nationalities, orientations, whatever. You can do that as a company without being part of the overall toxic political landscape. You can do it without harming your overall bottom line as a company. They could actually be part of the solution instead of perpetuating the division and strife we see with these activist companies picking a side and publicly expecting everybody to bow to their whim and publicly expecting everybody that's the majority actually when it comes to these things to to bow and and keep consuming their product these folks have the same constitutional rights as the rest of us but yet they use it they grab hold of it to create division and strife because they think there's power in that. I'll tell you what, Disney, more and more people, as as now the, the people have woken up, there's going to be more and more people pulling out. I wouldn't be surprised if you heard in a year 
how Disney's profits were down, how their theme park attendance was down, how their movies are bombing at the box office because of this. They, they don't understand that we're still, we're a very moderate country. And, a, and I think overall a very tolerant country. There's, there's no reason for this type of activism at all, especially from a comp, uh, from a company. But they don't get that. It's it's woke ideology all the time because the ones with the money are the ones with the ideology and that just gets pushed down through the system. The key to changing this is is making it hurt. We've got to inflict real material loss on these companies to show that we are not going to take this. These values don't comport with our values as a people, as a society. We don't comport. We we don't support these lies. I it, like I've said before. I don't care. You know, if you're transgender, if you're gay, I honestly I don't care. That's a choice you made. Yes, it's a choice. We've covered that already. But I don't care as long as you're not jamming it in my face, trying to indoctrinate my kids trying to tell me how I'm a bad person because I don't support you. Do what you want. I don't care. The problem lies when you start pushing this on people and they get mad and you start messing with the kids and pushing it on the kids. That's the problem here. And that's what these doofuses uh, running these companies don't understand. And Disney especially, where your core... Uh, core consumer of your product is kids. These people are idiots. You got Disney stocks, sell, sell it, sell it. You're planning a trip to Disney, go do some, go somewhere else. You know what? Go to a national park or something. Do something out, outdoorsy. Go spend that money that you would have spent at Disney. At a, at, go find some small town to tour and spend it at those local businesses. We've got to inflict real material losses so our voice is heard at these companies that we won't accept this crap anymore. All right, since our theme this week has been about the kids, we'll finish up with the Biden administration's continued war on our kids and their mental health and their well-being. And really, it's an assault on parental values that we instill in our kids. Biden's handlers have now gotten him to get the Department of Health and Human Services to issue an order that adds federal protections to ensure transgender youth receive the care they need. And old Joe is a little more than upset at the states that are putting laws in place to protect children from themselves and or their adult enablers who make life-altering decisions. And those life-altering decisions that, by all accounts, are regretted later on. You want to protect the youth? We need to put in place what these states are putting in place. 
No, you're going to use the bathroom that your birth sex says you need to use. You're going to play the sports that your gender says you need to play. I don't care what you feel like you are. Science and biology say you are this. And you know what? The the only help these folks need is probably some counseling type help to understand what's going on that makes them choose this. It used to be called gender dysphoria. Now we just enable it. It's obviously at some point we had it right that that this is not a normal or natural occurrence and we need to understand why and what's happening and how we can help people. Because like I said, this this goes to the mental health crisis. These, these kids make these decisions and then their adult enablers let them take it all the way through. And then as they come become adults themselves, these kids, they start to regret it later on in the suicide rate. Just look at the suicide rate of those that are, are gay or transgender, especially those that have made the life-altering decision to get the surgery, to fully transition, as it were. Now, I've got a tweet here that, or or not a tweet, but a uh, a statement, I should say, that Biden managed to mumble out between his bites of butterscotch pudding. This is what he said about these, uh, this, um, kind of rule he wants to put in place. He said this, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills, and we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, and our housing and health care systems. The help these children need is psychological, not medical, or or they don't need an enabling. They don't need big daddy government savior to make them think they don't already have equality in this country. We all have equality under the law. You don't like that statement? Send an email to Ryan at livingwithlibertypodcast.com and we can discuss it. But it's the truth. The Constitution affords us and enshrines our rights that we are all equal. We put amendments in place to even further that because it wasn't spelled out enough, apparently. We fought a civil war over it. The help needed for these children is psychological, not medical. They don't understand what any of this means. They need to be taught it. They need somebody to enable the behavior. And there's a difference here. There's a difference between things that we would think, oh, well, that's a boy thing or a girl thing. There's a difference between that and thinking we're transgender. Now, my daughter likes cars. She likes Hot Wheel cars. She looks up to her older brother. He likes those things. So she likes them. That's cool. You know, playing with with cars or having an interest in cars, it's not necessarily a male or a female thing. It's 
it, it's an interest that you have. Cool. Plenty of ladies out there like cars. There's a number of female mechanics out there. That's definitely something to be encouraged as an interest. There, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's cool that, you know, some some ladies like to work on cars. You typically, you know, I, I think there's just some differences in how our brains process things. And that's why maybe men tend more towards that kind of work where it's more technical, let's call it, working on cars. But there's plenty of ladies out there more than capable of doing it. And I think that's awesome. I think if, you know, that should be encouraged. Because there's things like that. It's, it's, you could say, yeah, it's traditionally a male or a female um, occupation, let's call it. But it's not exclusively. If, if there's, you know, females that want to work on cars or want to be plumbers or whatever, fine, cool. But now here's the difference. If my daughter came home and said, I'm a boy, that's totally different conversation and reaction. Or if my daughter said, well, I must be a boy because I like cars. That's a totally different conversation and reaction. So like I said, it's not necessarily a male or female thing at that point. If someone likes cars. God made you the way you are for a reason. God gave me my daughter for a reason. He made her a daughter for a reason. I'm not going to enable the behavior. Like I said, it's a choice. If you think I'm wrong on that, send me an email. But it's a choice. We are consciously making a choice. Part of that, like I said, is because we're the only uh, creatures on this planet that have the brain capacity to make a higher level choice like that. Again, how many gay dogs are out there? How many uh, transgender horses do you see? How many horses do you see that think they're a cow? Tell me it ain't a choice. I'm not going to enable that behavior in my kids. I'm sorry if they came to me and said that. I'm like, God made you this way. I will love them. I will still be there as their father, but I'm not going to enable that behavior. It's That's what it is. It's a behavior. It's a lie and it's wrong to say that. Sorry. And if you look at the mental health crisis going on amongst our youth, and even our adults, actually, like I've alluded to before, with the just the amount of or the the suicide rate amongst as you know transgender folks and even uh, those in the the homosexual uh, orientation it's higher why because it's not a natural thing it's sad absolutely it's sad and it just I feel proves my point that these people need help. They need, they need help. They need understanding, but they need, uh, you know, the understanding of why are you here today? And then why do you feel this way? And then how do we break that? And you, uh, you, you say all you want that, Oh, you can't break it. It's, it's a choice. I, a baby doesn't, 
become conscious of its uh, surroundings and say, uh, you know what, I'm gay. They, it just doesn't happen. It's taught. It's learned. It's a conscious choice. And, and the continued enabling of this ridiculousness of affirming a lie is a contributing factor to the mental health crisis we've got going on. But because the Marxists running our government, that run our big corporations, as we talked about Disney, as we that they that run the big investment. Uh, firms and the big investment houses that invest in these companies that the Marxists need confused children. They need them broken and they need them submissive. That's why they allow, that's why they want us to allow this behavior. That's why they, they come down on us and, and call us unsympathetic and homophobes and everything else because they need the children confused, broken, and submissive to continue on with their plot to put in authoritarian regimes. They need to put on the charade, those in the government, that they actually, they, they only them, only the government, only these saviors, in quotes, saviors, in uh, public office are actually the ones who care and are fighting for the, the transgender and gay rights. So they have, it's really, so they have a loyal cadre of voters. That is what this is really about. Government creates a crisis and offers the solution or support. Now, the other interesting thing here is let's touch on what this care what Biden and the Biden administration wants to be provided here. And this is according to a White House fact sheet. There are four points of what they are terming gender affirming care. One, social affirmation, aka en enabling. So we get it out there. We shame people that don't go along with the 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 party line here. And so we can socially affirm all these, these people. Two, puberty blockers. Three, hor uh, hormone therapy. Four, gender-affirming surgeries. The first two are reversible. We can get back over the first two. The so social affirmation. I mean, you just stop. You just stop enabling it. Right? You stop enabling the behavior. People won't do it. They won't see it as fashion. I wonder how much of this is just because it's seen as fashionable. Like, um, you know, uh, shoes or jeans. I mean, some of it is just, and it has to be because kids don't understand. They're, they're, they're only looking at, you know, the end of their nose. They're not looking down the road. They only see that, oh, well. This seems to be fashionable. It's all the Hollywood types and everything else, so it must be cool. So I'm this. They don't understand it, so, and we're going to try and and push it on kids that can not even tie their shoe. Give me a break. But it's reversible. That's the good news. Puberty blockers are reversible. You stop the treatment and it kicks in. Three, the hormone therapy is semi-reversible. I don't, you know, it's at some some point that that'll damage 
It does some damage. There's not a way around that. And the the gender affirming surgeries, I obviously not reversible. What's done is done. The Biden administration wants to make it so our kids have the option to make life-altering decisions at a time when they are in a stage of development where they do not think through all the consequences of those decisions. They, the kids don't have the capacity to think, if I do this today, it's going to affect me in 10 years, 20 years. Because my teenagers tell me all the time, I'm old. I'm, I'm 42. I'm not that old in the grand scheme of things. But to them, I am. And, and that's that just shows that there's not that forethought of, of I'll be 42 one day and it's actually not that old. But but kids don't think that they they don't think years they're thinking at best days down the line. Maybe weeks. But they're not thinking about if I do this today, what's that going to mean for me in 20 years? Or 10 years? Because the Marxists in control of our government need to have control, they need children who are confused and broken so they can control them. They want the kids making these decisions. They want them making life-altering decisions because they know that as Someone gets older, they become more set in their ways, they become more wise to the world, and they see that how they see how stupid these things actually are. The Biden administration doesn't care about the mental health crisis that this will cause down the road. They just want to create an army of compliant rage robots, ensuring they feed them lies about how the rest of society hates them and wants to deny them their rights, which is totally untrue. I just went over that. Same rights as any of us under the Constitution. Like I said, I personally don't care what you do with your life one way or the other. It's I Yes, I believe in the Bible, and the Bible says homosexuality is wrong and transgenderism is wrong. It's a sin, but, and it's a choice, but I don't, if you're keeping it to yourself and not jamming it down kids' throats, do what you do. That's the great part of, of having that choice, right? I I don't, I personally don't care about all that. It's when you're trying to force, force an uh, untruth and an ideology on, especially kids, that, that we run into problems. It, these, these individuals have the same rights as the rest of us, granted by God, enshrined in our Constitution. What they don't have is the right to jam their twisted ideology down our child's throats and say it's normal. They don't have the right to enable that. They're not their kids, they're our kids. Our children need lions standing up for them, parenting them, providing them the support they need to develop, but not enabling them to go against the actual science and biology of life. No matter how many Supreme Court justice nominees refuse to define what a woman is, who refuse to, to 
say anything to the contrary of what the party line is. Children are our most precious resource. We need to treat them as such, and we need to care for them as such. Because what happens if we continue to enable this behavior and let the Marxists take, continue to take hold of our kids? We lose our society, we lose our country, and we lose our kids. And to me, that, that's not acceptable. Our kids need us as lions standing up for them. They need us pushing the truth. And the truth is, no matter what you feel like, science and reality determines what you really are. How God created you determines what you really are. I feel like, like I've used this before, I feel like a billionaire. My bank account says otherwise. Just because you feel like a man or you feel like a woman doesn't make it so. Science and reality determine what you are. And that's the simple truth. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows, my original articles, as well as other resources to help arm you with the knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. While on my website, shop my store, Living with Liberty Outfitters. Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you shared, subscribed, and left a positive review of the show, should your listening platform allow. Subscribing helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. Follow me on Parlor. My handle is at livingwithliberty. You can also email me. The address is ryan at livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.